Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1TN5 for Tuesday, January 11th. I'm Aaron Matus. Yahoo's Pete Thamel got this from SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey right before last night's kick on potential college football playoff expansion. If we can't do it, we can't do it, said Sankey. I don't know if anyone has noticed, but we're doing very well in the current system. Sports TV Ratings reports last night's college football playoff megacast drew 22.7 million viewers up from last year's total of 18.7 million, but down from previous years, including the high mark of 2018's title bout between Georgia and Alabama, which drew 28.4 million. SBJ's Austin Carp adds this context. Excluding 2021, the Georgia-Bama game is the least-watched title contest since 2005, which was a game between USC and Oklahoma. While lower historically compared to itself, I'm thinking this game's audience will be in the top 30 for all telecasts on US TV for 2022. Would have been number 27 in 2021. The title game last season ranked number 49 among all TV telecasts, sports or other. The Athletics' Richard Deitch. 29 of ESPN's 31 non-New Year's Six Bowls this season surpassed 1 million viewers, 18 drew 2 million, and 9 topped 3 million viewers, and this is why they exist on television. Sales of Georgia Championship gear from Fanatics is selling at a historic pace, per Sportico's Eben Novi Williams, who reports that in less than 24 hours, Fanatics sold more Georgia title merchandise than it did in the 30 days after Alabama won last year. That Alabama team was the company's previous top-selling college football champion. The top-selling markets are Atlanta, followed by Washington, D.C., Augusta, Georgia, Savannah, Georgia, and Jacksonville. North Dakota State's FCS championship victory over Montana State on ESPN2 drew just over 1.32 million viewers up from the most recent title game broadcast on ESPN2, which was in 2018, but down from previous years. Bemidji State Athletic Director Tracy Dill reflects on his nine years at the helm, during which the Beavers renovated the former John S. Glass Fieldhouse into the Frederick P. Baker Training Center. It was just a big shell, became a storage area primarily, said Dill. But now we really have a true area where both baseball and softball have a really good practice area. All of our programs that play outside can use that. More importantly, in the summer, it's provided us an opportunity for movement, which is important with strength and conditioning. Dill also oversaw the broadcast transition from Lakeland PBS to Flow Hockey for Bemidji State Men's Hockey, about which he recalls, there's no doubt that Lakeland provided a strong TV production for us. We got exposure. Don't get me wrong on that. But there wasn't revenue coming in from it. We had the opportunity for some revenue to cut back on our annual fees that we had to pay to the WCHA, which was important from a revenue standpoint. Dill is just the Beavers' second full-time AD. Learfield and U.S. Integrity announced the launch of Bet Detect a joint venture designed to provide athletics departments with monitoring, education, and advisory services as opportunities around online sports betting 
in college continue to increase. Learfield CRO John Brody. By combining Learfield's established leadership and connectivity in college athletics with U.S. Integrity's expertise in online sports betting fraud prevention, our companies are delivering a first-of-its-kind solution to usher in this new phase of exciting possibilities. D1 Ticker and Collegiate Sports Connect Steph Garcia chats with San Diego State Executive Associate AD and SWA Jenny Bramer about the Aztecs Associate AD for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion position. Topics discussed include details about the leadership, equity, and accountability for diversity in sports strategic plan and how this role is part of it, whether experience in college athletics is a prerequisite, and metrics used for evaluation. The conversation is free to watch with your Connect account. This and more in your D1 ticker email. I'm Aaron Matus, and this has been the Evening Standard of your D1 TN5 for Tuesday, January 11th. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again in the morning.